You're listening to the Girls on the Grid podcast with Tanaya and Prayer. Welcome back to the Girls on the Grid podcast. My name is Sinead and I'm here sitting next to, like so close to, Priya Richards, my co-host. Hi guys, good to be here. Very excited here at the Bend. And we're at the Bend this weekend. Like Priya just said, she would tell me that I, you know, I just repeated what she said. But we're here at the Bend this weekend and for this week's chat, we spoke to the only female on the Super 2 grid, uh, Ellie Morrow. She is doing us proud mm-hmm. out there with the boys. So we'll roll straight into that chat with Ellie. And at the end of that, we caught up with a couple of girls who are, you know, repping the girls on the grid this weekend at the Bend. And uh, yeah, that is about it. So without further ado, this is Priya Richards' chat with Ellie Morrow. And now introducing BJR Super 2 driver, Ellie Morrow. Ellie, thanks for joining me on the pod. No worries. Thanks for having me. Let's go back to the very start, back in the karting days to where you are now. Tell us your motorsport story and how it all kind of began for you. Yeah, so I think it began like most people on the grid um, back in go-karts at the local kart track. Sort of did that. I think I started, oh God, a while now, probably 2013, um, just doing the odd club day with dad. Um, sort of my cousins were racing at the time and sort of just got involved through the local club and wanted to race. And then it grew from there. Eventually, I think in 2018, I, I joined a national sort of team and and got into that team environment and I guess went off to another step there and um, competed in national karting. And then I uh, got the first taste of a supercar through the BJR Academy at the end of 2020. And from that, I had my first race oh, 10 months ago at the first Sydney round, the first of four <laughs> last year. Awesome. So you mentioned that your cousins raced uh, karting. Did you have that uh, kind of motorsport background growing up? Is there, like, what got you interested initially, would you say? Um, I'm not quite sure. Like, no one really did motorsport before my cousin um, and my brother. We, like, grew up on a farm, like, with motorbikes and stuff like that. I don't think Dad was too keen for any of us to do motorbike racing and lose a limb or something. But, um, yeah, I think he, where he was working, he was actually working in Bairnsdale, which is a town down here, and... Um, he went past a local kart shop on the way home from work, I think, and bought my brother a go-kart for Christmas, I think it must have been. Um, probably he regrets that decision to this day because that's how I got into it. But um, the kart sort of sat around in the shed, I think, for a good couple of years and then I begged and begged and begged and eventually he sort of took me out and here we are. <laughs> so does your brother still race at all? No, unfortunately, my brother's got all the height, so he's like six foot five or six. (laughs) He doesn't fit. So when was it that you realised kind of coming out of carts that it was something that you wanted to do professionally? Yeah, I think um, I wanted to sort of do more when I, when I obviously want to do national karting and we were going away a fair bit for that. And I think anyone knows when you sort of commit financially and, and the time at that level, even in karting, it's, you sort of want to be sure you, you want to do something with it. I mean, you know, you're missing 21st, 18th, all the important life events just to go racing. So I sort of thought um, I was at uni at the time as well and was sort of choose one or the other. And it was 
you know, I don't want to get serious about uni. I want to get serious about racing. So that was sort of my ultimatum and I chose racing and haven't looked back so far. And what were you studying at uni? I was doing a Bachelor of Commerce, so like business, yeah. So you're not doing that anymore, just all racing? Just, oh, I work obviously full-time apart from racing, but um, sort of put that on hold. I think I've got six months left, so I'm almost finished, but okay. yeah. And so what do you do outside of racing for work? Yeah, so I manage a steel roll forming business, which like rolls like roofing, gutter, make sheds, um, all that sort of stuff. So it is like a family business. Um, so yeah, that keeps me busy every day. <laughs> That's awesome. And I guess that'd be good being a family business. You still have that, where well, you still get to go and race on your own terms, really. So that, that must yeah, be Yeah, request the annual leave day or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. So how are you settling into Super 2? How has the season been so far? Yeah, I think it's been um, pretty much what we expected. Obviously, having little to no race car experience and stepping up to what is probably the, you know, I guess it's the toughest category before supercars, realistically. It's the feeder category. Um, I knew it was going to be an incredibly tough year. Um, I'd have a lot to learn and probably wouldn't be up to, like, we weren't going to be battling for podiums or anything like that. We sort of had that in our expectations. It was just purely to learn the race car, learn the craft and, and sort of be on the front foot for next year, um, which I think we're sort of working through that, learning it. But, yeah, it's definitely tough competition um, and just taking every weekend as it comes at the moment. And what's it like being a part of the BJR team? They're like a family to me, I guess, um, through karting, Obviously, Macaulay, Macca, we've done heaps. Um, Brad's sort of been around the track on and off, especially when we tested at Aubrey since 2018. So I sort of seen him. I guess at the start it was like the boss man's coming to visit, like a big sort of intimidating, I guess, team owner when you're a kid. Um, but, yeah, now it's sort of just like a family relationship. I've sort of known them through karting and then he's really nurtured and helped me into cars and sort of been that support system of, when everything's going to plan, how to manage that. And when things aren't going to plan, how to sort of manage expectations and emotions, which I'm sure is every race car driver, they have many. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, they seem like a really good team to be a part of. And I guess what's for you this year, what is the goal with Super 2? Is there, is there anywhere you'd like to be position-wise or even your development as a driver? Kind of where do you see it going at the moment? Yeah, I think like the goal for the year was to, as I said, sort of just get as many racing laps um, under my belt as possible. Like Brad's sort of motto at the start of the year was you're better off finishing the race than to sit on the sidelines, like especially for your learning year. Um, so especially like I think even Super 3 last year, my second race ever in a race car was Bathurst. Um, so no easy feat. Um, and it was sort of just take what you can from the experience and especially this year in Super 2, like, learn as much as you can, you know, you've got a good team around you, there's good people to learn off. Um, and we sort of didn't put like a position expectation on it, but just a continual growth and learning um, on this year. And I think next year we'll sort of go back in with, I guess, expectations. It'll be a bit more, um, I think I'll put a bit more pressure on myself as well um, to perform knowing that I, I now know what I'm up for. Do you kind of have a, a long-term goal of where you want to be at the moment, like where you actually see your racing career going or is it more of just focusing on the now? I think long-term, like I, w I would like to move to supercars. I mean, I think that's 
nearly everyone's goal long term but realistically like I'm a very competitive person and I, I want to do that on a competitive nature and not just to participate um so for me right now you know I've got a lot more learning to do and a lot more I guess laps under my belt I mean even now speaking I haven't even been in a race car for 12 months so <laughs> I sort of feel like I have a bit of learning to do and it's not until I probably a bit hard on myself sometimes until I step back and sort of go through even just the people I'm racing against and how many years or experience I've had in the car and I probably need to um yeah at least give myself 12 months <laughs> yeah for sure and is there any other categories or or cars that you want to race oh I think um internationally I really love watching IndyCar I don't know if I'd ever like want to race it or know physically what's involved because they look physically demanding but um just as a as a race craft and the way that they go about it like IndyCar for sure is something that's that's really cool yeah yeah awesome and so far in your career what would you say has been kind of the highlight the big moment that stuck with you um I think it'd probably be away from the racetrack but I think it was probably after Oh, one of my first races I did in supercars must have been a Sydney round. Um, going to the local car track and just having so many like young girls come up to me, and I think for me now it's just like going to the car track and realizing how many girls are there now. Like I think it's just it's cool. I think in casting, like I never really realized I was the only girl until I look back at it. Until I get into cars, and I guess it's probably I don't know if I make it bigger deal out of it is the right sort of phrase but it's more noted that I am the only girl and I think I didn't really put that into context and now I sort of go around and look at the car track and I'm like oh, wow there is like seriously I went to some local meet I think it was at the start of this year I'm like every second person was a girl I was like wow you see so many more young girls around now which is great and you said that you never really noticed that you were the only girl did you ever kind of feel a, pre- a different pressure kind of being around all the boys in karting or were you, you didn't really notice it? I don't think so, no. I mean, um, even like early days, I didn't really, I guess I was too young to sort of understand or I just sort of did it. Um, and then when I got onto a national sort of level, I think a little bit, but I mean, my coach, um, Tom, he's sort of always treated me exactly the same as the boys. So I'm, and we all hang around together and everything. Um, he was as hard on me, if not harder at times than them. Um, I've been, yeah, I haven't really been treated any different or had any different, I guess, yeah, treatment towards me. So, yeah, I haven't really noticed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So is there anyone who has had an impact on on your career, even whether it's a driver or someone else, just someone who's inspired you? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if I can pinpoint it to one person. Like, obviously, um, Tom Williamson, which still does a lot with me now, um, has sort of helped guide me and and helped me through, I guess, navigating, you know, high-level karting to cars and that's making that step and it's quite scary, I guess, when you first do try and break into cars. There's a lot of options and, there's just a, a lot going on. It's probably the best way to describe it. Um, he's sort of been guiding me through that as well as, I guess, a emotional sort of support as well. Um, he knows me so well. He's like family to me now. And, um, you know, the hard days at the track or whatever it may be, you can sort of lean on him. Um, he's been massive. 
Um, and same with the BJR drivers as well this year, like Andre and Maka, they've been so helpful when I need helps or tips out on the track. I can't quite get a corner or, you know, I need explaining something, you know, they've been sort of open arms. So I'd say they've been sort of my inspiration this year. Um, growing up, I was a massive Mark Winterbottom fan. <laughs> I don't know why I love that Ford car, but <laughs> he was literally the one I would cheer for every single weekend that V8's racing for years. Um, so he was sort of like an inspiration, but I guess I just didn't, I didn't really have an inspiration growing up. I just didn't see myself being able to do it, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't a realistic choice for me in my head. It was like you go to uni, get a job and, you know, race car drivers. I just didn't realise how they did it. Like it was like, I don't know how they're a race car driver. They just become one. Like I just didn't link the pathway in my head to realise it was an option, I guess. Yeah. And other than racing, is there anything else that you'd like to do? Not particularly, no. I guess um, if I wasn't racing myself, like I love, um, I do a bit of coaching and stuff at kart tracks. I travel still with the karting team all around Australia. I think we're going international this year as well. Um, Like I just love helping out at tracks. So I felt like if I didn't race, I'd still be somewhat involved in motorsport in some degree. Um, just because I don't know exactly what it is, but I just, I love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what would you say for you has been your favorite track to race at? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I haven't raced at many. Um, I think I've been to Sydney, Perth, Townsville, Bathurst. Um, but I would say Townsville. It was, it hit me by surprise. I, I have never done a street track before. Um, I don't think it was necessarily the best track I've been to results-wise or just performance-wise, but I think there was just, I don't know, I just liked how there was so much going on. It was just different corners. I think Bathurst I love, um, obviously just because of its sort of status um, and top and everything, but for me, Bathurst is like it's great and then you have like a long break on the straight and then you sort of go again. I don't know, I just sort of like Townsville was just nonstop. Yeah, Townsville's such a fun track. And if yeah. there if there was any kind of racetrack in the world that you could race at, where would it be? Oh, probably Spa. I get yeah. that one a lot. I think a lot of our guests say that. They're all like, oh yeah, Spa. It is pretty cool. So going back you are the only female super super two driver. I know you get that a lot. Have you even now? Do you feel any pressure from that? Um, I think in different ways, yes. I think it's probably not pressure externally, but internal pressure to like, you know, you get so many girls coming up, and you are literally the only girl there. Um, so you obviously want to do a good job and put on a show for them. You know, they've, they've come and they're sort of looking up to you as a role model. Um, and I sort of, I guess pressure to not, it's not just a performance pressure, but just to make sure like I'm approachable and try and give them the best experience at the track that I can, whether it's, you know, letting them sit in my car or explaining things to them or asking them how their day was just trying to make that, I guess, racetrack experience as comfortable as I can for them. I think, me growing up especially going to the racetrack and seeing a heap of basically older guys was quite intimidating as a little kid as well so just like having a friendly face that they can come up and approach I think is sort of the pressure I've put on myself um 
I think when I first started, obviously there was a lot of, I guess, like social media pressure, um, but I've sort of learned to deal with that. <laughs> so you you feel like you've got kind of a, there's a certain way you need to put, portray yourself, especially for young girls coming into it now. Is is that how you'd say you feel? Yeah, I think so. Like, um, obviously just, you know, be myself and try and project that as, as good as I can um, and sort of just create a positive role model for them. Um, I think that's important. Uh, there's a few girls that, you know, I've carted with since they were one of them since she was six or seven and, you know, she looks up to me as a role model and I sort of want to give her, you know, something positive to look up to because um, I guess, like, there's not really many females. So I feel like if you um, don't do a, a good good job, you know, it, it's well noted. So I just try and create emphasis on I don't know how long I'll be around Super 2 for or how long I'll be a- around cars, but while I'm here, try and, yeah, do a positive, have a positive impact. Yeah, I think it's definitely about representation, isn't it? It's just to to be it you've got to how do they say it is it to see it you've got to be it or to be it you've got to see it I can't even remember I reckon both works (laughs) yeah it does doesn't it but yeah it and it makes sense doesn't it it's just you need to have that kind of portrayed and and I think it's getting better I think even with carding and having the young girls in carding now it's yeah definitely getting better for sure and would you say it's getting better kind of the, the sport being more equal and more inclusive, would you say it's getting better? It's more welcoming coming into the sport as a female driver? Um, I think that's a bit of a hard question. I mean, as I said, I haven't been around cars that long to sort of know what it was like, I guess. Like I sort of heard a little bit about, you know, um, Leanne Tanner's podcast, which I think you had on early days here. I listened to that and I sort of related still to some of, to her battles, I guess. Um, so I think it's still a little bit around. I think it's quite daunting coming in as a female, I must admit, to cars because I feel like, you know, everyone's trying hard to include girls, um, but I feel like at the same time it doesn't – I don't know. It, it, sometimes it's a bit daunting because you, you know rocking up to each round that you've got a lot of media to do um, and, and, and you sort of – you've got to be ready for it. Um, I think – but – I think I'm getting used to it now, but I, I feel like early days, like that was daunting for me. I'm not a camera person, so I quickly become accustomed to that I'm going to have to get over that. Um, and, yeah, I think that was sort of daunting. And I think they're, they're going the right way about it, but I think you have to, you know, it's two steps forward, one step back to sort of find that happy medium. Um, I think karting, because I've been around it for so long, I can definitely see like an upward trend of they're doing a good job at getting girls in there. Um, and same at racetracks. I mean, I see so many girls around now just at the car track. Like I think my first Sydney race, I see Tanea, which I've never actually met. But I've seen her walking around the camera and I'm like, I've seen this girl before at car tracks. Like, yeah, we She can just do it. stands out, doesn't she? <laughs> she just like is like, she's always on a mission, like, you know, not getting in her way like I'm too scared to even say hi because I don't want to like waste a minute of her time she's like she's like borderline running everywhere <laughs> she just never stops no she's great I'm exhausted just just watching <laughs> it's very much it like it's very much um I guess being there and the girl as well they just as soon as they can show that like yes there's a girl here look at this it's just camera in your face isn't it 100%. Like, and it feels like at times like it's great but then at, at times it feels 
like it feels not forced but like you feel like you're being spotlighted like oh like, yeah oh. <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and um what are your thoughts on categories such as w series do you think it's helping kind of bring like bringing the inclusivity or do you think it needs to change what what, it, what do you think of it just your opinion as a whole well i mean i've tried i didn't really know to be honest much about w series until i think it was this pod and i seen like a few posts about it and i sort of tried to read up on it and i i guess i i don't know whether it's lack of education i don't really get it i don't like i know it's a woman's series but i don't um i guess get what the aim is i think it's great to have a women's race um but for me personally like i want to race the measure yourself against the best whether that be a boy or a girl um i think it's like jamie chadwick for example i think she's a phenomenal driver and probably would measure up quite well against the boys as well um yeah i just i don't know i mean i probably i'd be you're probably interested in racing a race if you if you I don't know how it works if you got invited or or whatever, but um, yeah, I'm just not sure what that achieves. I just yeah, I'm not I don't I'm not familiar, I guess, with the format and stuff, or whether it's a showcase of talent or or, or what it sort of is. Yeah, it was it kind of well, from what my I remember from it, it was basically like a they had a bunch of people invest in it to fund it, and then they had a big kind of it was like a they did a whole meet. Something. I think there was a few Aussies that went over. Yeah, yeah. There was three Aussies that went over. So Caitlin Wood yeah, and then a couple other girls who I can't really remember. But, yeah, they all went over and they just basically put them through a bunch of tests. And it pretty much, like, you get a seat. It's, like, funded, which is so cool. Oh, but, that's yeah, cool. Like, yeah, and it's, it's fun. That's sort of, I guess, good to help get, um, like, your experience up and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was funded or you bring your own m- money or sponsorship. Like, I wasn't Maybe sure how it works. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting for sure. But um, I think, yeah, they, they just kind of – you get given a seat if if you passed this thing. But, I look, I think it's I think it's good in a lot of ways. But at the same time, it's it's like, you know, what you said, it should just be equal among the boys and the girls, which I kind of agree with. Yeah, I think it's good for, like, the opportunity, like, um, people that struggle getting, like, it's so expensive to race. I think everyone sort of knows that, like, um, your experience is limited of, of, of what your budget is, basically. So, for me personally, like, I'm restricted to pretty much supercar rounds because I don't have, like, an extra budget to go do any other stuff. Um, so, I guess that experience, if you could, you know, get a few, they do a lot of races. I think they follow F1. Yeah, they do. Sports. They do like eight or nine races with the F1s. Yeah. I think if you get that experience for free, I mean, who would say no to that? But... Oh, yes. Yeah. No, it's super cool. So what advice do you have for aspiring race car drivers? Just do it. Do it and work stupidly hard at it. And you're probably going to give up every single day off that you have. And you're probably going to spend nearly every moment that you're not doing well, for me, adult things, you're going to spend, you know, not working, you're going to spend at a racetrack because, you know, you live and breathe it. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to get hard and there's going to be hard days, but it's worth it. Um, you know, if you don't want to be sitting at a desk job like I didn't want to do and going to uni, then, then yeah, do it. Awesome. Love it.
Well, Ellie, it's been a great chat and I'm looking forward to seeing how you go for the rest of the year. So thanks again for joining me and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. So really great chat with Ellie. Really awesome to see what she's doing and where she's come from as well. I still remember back in the karting days when she was racing against my brother. Um, so yeah, really good just to see her out representing and, and doing a good job. All right, so this weekend at The Bend, we had a bit of fun and we put up a questionnaire on our Instagram story where we got you guys to ask us some questions. So let's answer them. Let's do Priya, that. Priya, what do we got? First question, talk us through a schedule of your weekend. So a normal race weekend for me depends on the you know, lineup of categories, uh, depends on who we are actually working for that weekend. Um, pretty busy. It's usually whatever supports are there, then obviously supercars is the the main focus so it's creating content um you know three four deliverables a day for repco and then yeah as many categories as and as many deliverables for different categories and stuff it's really busy this weekend at the bend it's going to be super busy at the next round in Sandown as well um but yeah what about you Priya? Yeah, I think every weekend it varies, um, especially because this is a two-day race weekend. Which do you find two-day race weekends busier? Or oh, I don't like them because it condenses. <laughs> I don't everything. like them. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. It condenses everything down. Yeah, and um, I think for well for the team I work for, we usually have set videos that we make every weekend. So usually, sometimes we get more time to do that. Whereas this weekend we didn't. But it's been a weird week for me because I got here on Wednesday. Two-day two race weekend, I was here on Wednesday. So I worked Wednesday. Thursday, I didn't work. But then, yes, today is just sitting here like, oh, wow, must be nice. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. I mean, it's so weird when you just work for a supercast team. It really, you just go along with the sessions. It's a different approach to working for categories or working yeah. for sponsors. Sometimes, like during the sessions, I'll film a bit of colour um, of the drivers getting ready, getting in and out of the cars. Unfortunately, we can't film on track for what we do um, but then also in between the supercar sessions sometimes we'll do some uh, little pieces with the drivers some piece to cameras um, for sponsors or I'm just editing usually um, but yeah that's kind of a day-to-day -day schedule at a racetrack and our next question is <laughs> this one's interesting favorite skills you have picked up in your career what's like a skill just generally that you have acquired in your career uh, learning to take photos. When I first started, I was not interested in being a photographer at all. Uh, but it just adds, you know, another tool to your toolbox. I can now offer different things to clients. And uh, yeah, it's enjoyable. When you actually know how to do it, it's actually quite fun. Tanea taught me a lot. Um, but one thing that I I think I really like about this job is that you, you learn just a lot of basic life skills, like talking to heaps of different people which the I honestly way, also, love also the way you present yourself yeah and the way exactly you show up. I think I'm a lot more extroverted now than I was when I started you I mean yeah you do and I, I've never been a full introvert I guess but now I'm a lot more extroverted and a lot more comfortable talking to anyone I guess yeah, just networking and, yeah and for sure being confident in your own skin and stuff so too. I guess yeah I mean, other than learning really cool stuff on cameras and editing and whatnot, I actually just like the social side of it. Okay, this one's very specific. How would you go about getting an engineering trackside job 
if you haven't gone to uni or don't have motorsport experience. Uh, this goes for not, any job. But you will not become an engineer if no. you don't go to uni. Engineering is one of the main jobs yeah. where you need a degree. Not It is so high demand that you need a you know four or five year degree. You need to you know be distinctions. And because supercars is such a high level thing, you've got to think of if someone's coming out as an engineer, they can go and just you know work for a local council or work for you know, just an independent contractor. To work for a supercars team is a privilege and supercars teams only take the sharpest minds and there's no way there's no way to learn those skills yep. without going to uni and doing the course. It's just some jobs require degrees and tertiary, um, you know, qualifications. Media luckily isn't one of those, but for engineering, 100%, no one will look at you unless you have the, the degree to back you up. I think you basically wrap that up. And our next question is, I literally just looked at it and I forgot about it. How do you go about getting trackside experience to get a job in motorsport? I think, and we've mentioned this before a lot, is definitely networking. I mean, for certain things like engineering and being a mechanic, you do need to go to school for. But I think to get any kind of job in motorsport, if you do just reach out to the right people, then you can have good opportunities come along. It was the same with me and Tanea as well. I just reached out to Tanea and now... I'm here. Yeah. All because I did that. It's, it's all about passion. You know, when I was 15, 16, I'd just hang at the back of garages, you know, become a face that people see. Um, doing that enough was enough for, you know, a, a driver to reach out and say, hey, come work for me because he saw me around. He knew I was a fan, knew I was passionate, knew that I was, you know, committed to sort of making myself um, skillful enough to get a job. And I was just passionate about the sport. You've got to love it first. And like I said before about the engineer thing, Working in supercars is a privilege. It is the highest level of motorsport here in Australia. It's like getting a job for an AFL team. It's the highest level. You know, you don't. It's um, it's a privilege to work in the sport, and it's not just something that just just cans out. You know, the opportunities don't just appear. You need to put in the work, and you need to know the right people. And first and foremost, you need to have the skills, and not just camera skills, or you know, for media, not just those skills but also the networking the way you present yourself and the way you um come across is so 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 important and our last question is would either of us get into motorsport as a driver i will ride my motorbike the more i hang around Priya this wants to become an xl champion 2023 xl champion let's oh, no. go okay maybe not next year but i don't know i i would like to but it's hard when you don't have time and money and I've mentioned it to my dad and he literally laughed. He was like, yeah, yeah, lol, no. okay. See, I get beaten by the guys I work with at higher carts, so I feel like I do not have a future um, in motorsport. Motorbikes, on the other hand, any day, let's go. Although, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not saying, <laughs> this has nothing to do with being in a race car, but I did beat Chaz Mostert at mini golf the other day. For the first well, I mean, you'd obviously need him in a race car. Then, exactly. So, yeah. No, the we're on. We're on. Kenny. So, that's it for all the questions. And this weekend, I went around the paddock and I spoke to some chicks, two drivers and a photographer. Totally random mix. Um, but, yeah, had a good little catch up with those three girls. First up, we have Tamara Jade. She is the official Supute's photographer. So between sessions, I had a little chat with her at the media centre. I'm here with official Supute's photographer, Tamara Jade, here at the Bend in the media centre. She's currently importing some photos from the last Supute race. How's your weekend been so far? 
It's been really good. The boys and girl have been behaving themselves and it's just been fun being back where it all started a year ago. So tell us a bit about how you got into motorsport photography and how long have you been doing super utes? So I got into motorsport photography through the absolute love of motorsport, being a massive fan since I could walk. Um, photography, it was more originally landscapes and I merged the two together at Homebush one year. Um, and then it sort of stuck and I've been with the Super Utes since we debuted last year with the V8 era in May. Awesome, and you're doing such a good job. Your photos are looking amazing. Is there any other category that you're kind of aiming to get to or what's the goal? Well, the ultimate goal would obviously be supercars like everyone else. Um, I'm very happy though at the moment with the Howtech V8 Super Ute series. I do work for a client in Aussie racing and I do have a client in Super 2. Would love to do some more work within Super 2 as well, but for now I'm quite happy where I am. Awesome, and what are the photo locations like here at the Bend? What are your favourite spots? That's really on the spot. Um, I'd have to say that definitely turn one because you get them coming down the straight, you get all the signage, because you know you have to get the logos and sponsors. Um, however, just shooting the main straight then, got a lot of good pans, it was pretty awesome. Well Tamara, I'm loving your work, photos are looking awesome, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, lovely. All right, Courtney Prince here at the Bend in Aussie Racing Cars. How's the weekend been so far? So far it's been a positive weekend. We were running P3 for most of the race. The slipstream's so big here that we um, got slipstream in a few cars, so we went back to seventh on the last lap, but that's okay. Uh, we're starting P3 tomorrow, so super excited. And is there anything you're looking to work on or improve for tomorrow's race? Definitely our car speed has gotten better towards the end of um, that race. So we're pretty happy with the car now. So I think just a bit more race smart with the slipstream here, definitely working towards. But um, yeah, it's the luck of the draw here. You slipstream past the third, you slipstream back. It's just a whole group, but it's good, fun, racy. Super keen to see what tomorrow brings. And you've got round three of the Michelin Sprint Challenge next week at Queensland Raceway. How can you to get back in the Porsche? Yeah, I'm super keen to get in um, next weekend for round two in, at QR. Uh, we're sitting third in championship after one round, but yeah, I'm super excited. I love that category and that car, definitely. And do you have any expectations or goals for the rest of the season for both categories? Yeah, I'd obviously love to be up in the front three, but you don't know what happens. You just got to take each race by a time and see where you end up and just do your best. Awesome. Good luck. Thank you. Got Alexandra Best here in the Super Utes this weekend at the Bend. How's the weekend been so far? It's been pretty good. This weekend's been more of a focus on my driver development. We've been working quite hard on my braking technique. Um, my race pace has been fairly good. I've been having some good battles with the boys and having a good time here. And how are you enjoying the Super Utes? How's the season been so far? The season started off with a bit of a rough start. Um, started with two tracks I hadn't even been to before to even spectate. So it was a lot of learning there and just learning the technique. This year's more of a focus on my development and learning the Utes as I hadn't raced since before COVID. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot with my engineer. Awesome, and your brother, he's having an awesome weekend. In the main game, pole position yesterday, you must be really proud of him. Yeah, we're all so proud family are loving it they're running between the two categories coming to support both of us and a lot of people are coming up to us and saying how good it is to see us both out there and it's been great 
And so for you, is the plan to kind of follow Zach in his footsteps a bit and go down the supercars path or are you kind of taking your own path? I'm taking my own path. Zach's always had the goal of going supercars. It's been his dream since he was a little kid. For me, I'm enjoying what I'm doing at the moment, learning a lot with the Utes. And I'd, one day I'd love to race a Porsche. I love Porsches. They're such a nice car. Great. Well, we love to see what you're doing and good luck for the rest of the weekend. Thank you. Yeah, super awesome to hear from all those girls who are, you know, repping the Girls on the Grid here at the Bend. That is it from us this week. Another episode of Girls on the Grid in the can and we're so excited for everything that we're doing with this platform. We appreciate all your support and everyone who listens every week. So as you can hear some race cars in the background, I've got to get back to work because I've got some videos to edit. Pri's got to go and shoot some, you know, race cars and stuff. And we're going to be back in your ears next week, 6am on a Monday with a new episode of Girls on the Grid. You've just listened to another Network R production.